0: Hello, this is C. Montgomery Burns here on behalf of the Canned Air Podcast to record a custom radio advertisement set to air
1: following the Amos and Andy show. Ah, sir, Amos and Andy have been off the air for over 50 years. I see. Well, then what's this Canned Air show even about? Comics and pop culture, sir. Comics, eh? Well, I've read my fair share of Mutt and Jeff. Actually, sir, they focus on more current independent and mainstream topics. On cannedairpodcast.com, you can watch movie trailers, check out past episodes, and even buy comics, movies, and video games. I see.
0: And where might one find this cannedairpodcast.com?
1: Ah, uh, on the internet, sir. Very well, Smithers. Take me to this internet. Well, it's not a place, sir. It's on a computer. Now, why is it Smithers, release the hounds. Ah, uh, go to cannedairpodcast.com.
2: Best website ever.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Can Air, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about FX's future plans for The Simpsons. A possible full house revival, is that right, Jay? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Holy cow. And uh, Jurassic World now has a plot and a release date, so we'll be talking about that a little bit later. We're going to be talking with Shannon Gretzen, the creator of the Disgruntled Avenger. Before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Uh, recaps! Yeah. First up on the recap board, have you seen that uh, Guardians is back number one this uh, holiday weekend?
1: I think it was last weekend, too. It, it pushed itself back up to number one.
0: Right. It has now become the top grossing movie of 2014. Oh, uh, the whole year? Yep. Woo. It, it was supposed to be uh, Captain America that had brought in $259.7 million domestically. And Guardians, as of this weekend, has brought in $274.6 million. Good grief. So it finally knocked TMNT off its pedestal.
1: Yeah, they were only up there for a couple of weeks until everyone saw yeah. it and was like. <laughs>
0: I still want to go see I it again. Here. I was just
1: going to say, that. I want to wanna go see it again, just because yeah. the I don't know the, all the expectation ah, expectation is gone, right? So now I can just sit and watch it for what it what it is. is. You know yeah. what to expect now. No nope. surprises. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> if not, the
0: DVD will be out around Christmas, I'm sure. So, anyway, that's enough on Guardians.
1: got more recaps.
0: I have one more. Uh, FX announced that after the Simpsons marathon is done running, which that ought to be coming. What is that?
1: September first, actually Monday. Then Monday. Yep.
0: It'll finally end. Uh, that Monday, it had ended at midnight. All oh, right, right, right. Because <laughs> uh, okay, we're <laughs> in the future. This past Monday, yes, it ended. But FX announced that the Simpsons will air Monday from 6 p.m. to midnight. Tuesday from 8 to midnight thursday from eight to midnight fridays from six to midnight sundays from four to eight 24 hours of the
1: simpsons a week wow that was more than what i had said when we first talked about the the 24 hour marathon right because they multiple day marathon
0: they had said they were
1: going to do it a few hours every well i guess they are but uh the four to eight block on sunday before the new episode aired on fox that 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 was all that i had read i didn't know they were going to keep going throughout the week yeah, I just, this was just posted a couple days ago So that is great news for
0: Simpsons fans And people who have FXX Me not being one of them Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's alright I've i heard that, and I don't have details on this I probably should, that there's going to be a Netflix-esque
1: Yeah, where you can watch Format their shows. online Or did yep.
0: someone on the show say that last week? That was Scott Markley said that I think. Yes, he did, okay Sorry, Scott <laughs> <laughs> Got you yes. already I'm debating <laughs> <laughs> No we haven't We love you No I, I, I'm i really debating doing that Because I, I only have seasons 1 through 11 And I mean I think those are the best years But there are some hit and misses Throughout the mm-hmm. rest of the seasons And there are some of them that are decent I will give them that Certain people might uh, scoff at me for saying that But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give them another chance Like I'm willing to do for TMNT I'll give those later episodes another chance
1: It's been nice the past couple well, this past week there has nothing but there was nothing but crap on TV. So right. I'd be like, let's flip on over to FXX and watch some Simpsons. <laughs> My
0: brother-in-law told me uh, yesterday, saw him yesterday, and I love this. Uh, he was so excited for the marathon that. He got the schedule for when certain episodes were going to air. He was mm. watching them in like 15-hour blocks, 13-hour blocks. He'd set his alarm in the middle of the night and get up just to watch a quick episode oh and go God. back to bed. <laughs> that is a Simpsons fan, and my hat goes off to him. If I had the channel, I'd be trying to do the same. <laughs> so anyway, look forward to that on FXX. All right, I think, is there anything else on recaps? I
1: don't have anything for recaps this week. That'll do it for Recaps.
0: All right, with that, let's jump right into the Rumor Mill. The Rumors.
1: Can't get away from the Rumor Mill. Yeah.
0: yeah. The rumors. I am dying to hear what you have to say about this Full House revival. <laughs> Light on me.
1: Earlier this year, they all got together for a reunion, not for a show reunion, just a, a get-together thing. Because I think it was like the 25th anniversary or something like that of the, the all show. All of them got together? Uh, except the Olsen twins. They've, except the Olsen twins. I think they're, they're dead. They're too good. They're way too good. <laughs> but uh, I guess the uh, the whole thing they're planning on trying to get the show started. I guess because of the success for Girl Meets World, that was successful. I uh, apparently it's it's going on. It's oh people are watching it. So. God. So, you know, got I, I watched that first episode with Brooke and my God, it was horrible. <laughs>
0: but I, I mean, it's rid of the teens. Yeah, I know. I It's not my demographic. I know, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was, I guess I was younger when Boy Meets World was on and I had uh, fonder, somewhat fonder memories. Not to say that I was a big fan of it or anything, but I occasionally caught it and it was tolerable. This. No, no.
1: <laughs> I guess over the uh, Super Bowl last year, there was a bunch of commercials that had John Stamos Dave Coulier and uh, Bob Saget, and they would do the you know the Oikos yogurt commercials that John Stamos does. Yes. Well, they were doing little gags with all three of them. I guess I guess there was multiple ones. I only saw just one of them. Oh, really? But I guess that kind of started the whole thing. Like, hey, let's let's get the show. Let's get the band back together. <laughs> I remember
0: seeing. Uh Uh, Dave Coulier, John Stamos, and Bob Saget on Jimmy Kimmel, probably about the same time they had that reunion. And they did a little skit where they tucked him yeah.
1: (laughs) It was funny. So I know Jimmy Kimmel just did that with friends, too, just like this past week. Oh,
0: yeah, you're right. I saw something like that where they had the, they rebuilt the set and had the three girls on. Was that right? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think so. Wow. Jimmy was probably Chandler or something like that. (laughs) 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 But uh, with Full House, uh, I guess John Stamos is like trying to spearhead the whole thing. And it's supposed to be kind of a twist on the original series where the show's based around DJ and Stephanie in their house and with their family, so it'll be a little bit different. So everyone else will just occasionally pop in to say hello. Yeah, as they do. Right. (laughs) The neighbors, the family always just busts in all the time.
0: They'll walk in the front door, the audience will pause, and they'll stand there awkwardly until it dies off. Yep. (laughs)
1: Wow. But so I don't far, know about this. the whole cast is up for it. No word from the Olsen twins, though. They're not going to do it. No, they won't do it. I mean, Michelle got some kind of an accident, so she's not around. it <laughs> We lost Michelle, but hey, we're all doing well, right? Yeah. Even uh, what's his name? Was her Aunt Becky? John Stamos is. Oh yeah, woman. Aunt Becky. She's even looking into looking to do it too. What the hell else is she going to do? Really? Yeah, she <laughs> didn't have nothing else going on. <laughs> I I will check this out. I definitely
0: will. I'll I, watch it once. I mean, Full House is definitely. uh, Oh man, it's almost unwatchable. But uh, (laughs) at the same time, it was TGIF. It was Friday night, along with Family Matters and Perfect Strangers. All those shows. It was a staple, and you loved it as a kid. So I'm gonna have to check it out. out. (laughs) 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 Right. He had Mr. Woodchuck too on that Jimmy Kimmel thing. Oh Yeah.
2: you remember that
0: when the Olsen twins were turning 18, all the countdowns on the internet? Oh, like, yeah. They're going to be legal. They're going
1: to be legal. And yep. now, like, nobody gives two shits. No. <laughs> <laughs> they hit 18, and then everyone was just like, oh, okay, we're oh,
0: done. Oh, yeah, you're, you're really not that attractive. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Is there any date on that or anything?
1: No. It's, nah, it's not even sure if it's going to happen, so that's, that's why it's Oh, man.
0: Well, we'll see. It'll probably be like one of those TV land, like on after hot in Cleveland kind of shows or something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, people look forward to that.
2: We'll or don't look forward to yeah. it.
0: <laughs> or just brush it off because you don't care. <laughs> All right. Moving on. You had another rumor on Blade. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Blade 4. Maybe possibly in the works. Wesley Snipes has been quoted to say he would be up to do it. There's still a lot of stuff left open that they could probably put together another movie.
0: I'm out of jail and I need shit to do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I uh, I think I saw the first and
0: second Blade. I don't know if I saw the third, but they uh, everyone seems to love those movies. And I remember the ones I saw being really good.
1: The first one, mm, I don't, I don't, I watched it when it first hit video, and I was just like, eh, I don't know. But then I watched it again; it was better. Second one, that's when they had the uh, like the Predator mouth, wasn't it? their like jaw would open up i, crazy. I don't remember now this has been a was. long
0: time ago this is like when they first came to dvd so yeah and i haven't seen them since believe it or not as much as they're on t- uh, cable tv but
1: <laughs> the third one was good just because it had jessica beale in it
0: and who else was in that was it ryan reynolds ryan Reynolds. Yep. yeah okay he was he was pretty badass in that movie i liked was he? it yeah i thought it was okay did he play a smart ass like he uh, does in everything else
1: yeah, but he was a real tough smartass. Not he wasn't like like Deadpool smartass, but he was he had his comebacks, I guess. Okay. Dude was ripped in that movie though. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Not that I like that or nothing. Sure, Jack. Oh, uh, I guess Marvel has reclaimed the rights to Blade from New Line, New Line and Warner Warner Bros. Cinema, so it would be a Marvel movie if they did come out with it.
0: Oh, so you think they'd uh, take a new approach at it, like Marvel Studios would go at
1: it? or Probably, because the the rights of the film, the first three films own is owned by the other people, so there might be kind of issues with the continuity. Okay. So Marvel might have to totally redo something. As they tend to do sometimes.
0: Yeah. But that's okay.
1: You're on a good streak, Marvel. Keep it up. But with uh, the rumor that it's going to come out, there has been like Wesley Snipes when he was still in jail he was getting talked to about Expendables 3 what his cellmate or well no no <laughs> the, the movie people were talking to him while he was in jail yeah, about Expendables, about being Expendables and there hasn't been any word of Marvel trying to talk to him about it so that's why it's still kind of up in the air like people don't they're not sure if it's true or not alright it's probably true Wesley Snipes is a badass I like yeah. him Yep. alright well, keep an eye out for that. The rumor has come out this week that the Tick series is going to come back. Yes, with Patrick Warburton. Yep, he's recently been heard of, or they say that, I guess, he just signed a deal with Amazon. That's what People Magazine, I think, reported. Yep, yep. That he's going to reprise his role. Um, the original creator, Ben Edland, will produce and write the series. Which will air on an online streaming service. So, Netflix or whatever Amazon's got going on. If what they, is theirs,
0: Amazon Prime or something like I, that? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, and the original one only ran for nine episodes and was canceled in 2002. I want to say the DVD has
1: 13 episodes, though. Because I think there was a few that like didn't some air. some aired ones? Yep. Yeah, because I got the DVD. Man, this is exciting.
0: Now, didn't you say something about the original... Nine or thirteen episodes were they not directed by the same this guy or
1: I was looking through the the creator and on IMDB it only had his name linked to like three of the episodes. And I think it I wanna say it was probably the best episodes that were really of the show. Yeah, the pilot, which is pretty much the whole first the number one from the series. Just him coming into the city and sure. Everyone finding out who he is.
0: Oh, I love the Tick. He's funny. Uh, So I'm I'm hoping this comeback will be really good. I mean, not that the first ones weren't. I I don't think maybe I just didn't see enough of them. They were
1: all right. It was, it's easy to see why it turned into a cult classic. Sure. Because I I guess that's that's what's happened to it. It's the old family guy effect. Fox cancels you and then
0: you come back (laughs) years later. (laughs) Maybe its second run will be more successful.
1: I just hope they do it this time if they keep his eyes closed instead of leaving his full face open. I get why they did it. Oh yeah, like he did he have, have somewhat of like a little visor that covered his eyes, thing, yeah. didn't he? The only reason why they didn't do that for the series is because it was really hard back then to am an, a, uh, animate, animate animate his face. Hmm. But now all they got to do is throw a little CG on it. For the, I mean, they wouldn't even have to do that if they just like had the.
0: face opening dropped down over his eyes and just put white lenses in there you know well his eyebrows
1: just the just expressions and stuff it was real hard to oh I see what you're saying they did perfect with his antenna but yeah but yeah they could do that with CG no problem right they do with coachies on Falling Skies oh yeah but that looks amazing it doesn't look like it's fake at all bring it back oh it sounds like it's
0: uh, coming back just a matter of when yep All right. That's going to do it for the rumor mill. The
1: rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The rumors. All right. Let's talk some comics, Jack. All righty. You want to go first or you want me to? I'll
1: go first. Okay. This comic series was one of the first reviews we did, found on Kickstarter, by Joe Martino, Red Anvil Comics. Oh, yeah. Called The Mighty Titan. Right about a superhero that ends up having cancer, and the series is pretty much his fight with it while he's fighting bad guys. Right. And I, it wasn't a, necessarily a superhero movie. It was more of a, uh, I don't know, it was like a drama. Right? Really? Because he, he would go out and fight as the Titan, but not so much. It was more about his coping with the, sure. the cancer part. Like all the power in the world,
0: and uh, one thing that could bring you down. Yeah. Is, you know, it's the one thing it's really hard to fight against. With all with all your power, you, you seem helpless.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like uh, Breaking Bad. How so? Because well, he had found out he had cancer. And he was doing all the kind of treatment and stuff, but then, like at the same time, he's having all kind of problems with his wife because he disappears and goes out, saves people, and then comes right, back, she and doesn't. she's just like, "Where are you been?" Right. Ah. And like the whole insurance money, he goes to the government and talks to them, shows them that he can, who he is and what's going on. And they end up saying, eh, don't worry, we'll get you the best care. Really? Yeah. And they pay for his, his insurance. So I was like, man, this is kind of reminiscent. Giving something back to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Very nice. And how many issues? Um, I think he just came out with four not too long ago. He did his, or number five on Kickstarter. Okay. He put that out and he's. Yeah, he's at number five out. So I got—I read one through four, and we'll see what five looks like. So I'm gonna—I'm gonna have to get it to finish it. Right, sure. And we're
0: gonna probably get a chance to catch up with him at uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna be down there. Sweet. That'll be awesome to catch up with him. That's uh, September 19th through the 21st at the Duke Energy Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we are going to be there on the 20th, I think. that Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. Walking around and talking to people, hopefully talking to him as well. So uh, if you happen to be out that way, look us up. All right, the book I brought to talk about this week is MPH by Mark Millar and Duncan Fagretto uh mph miles per hour i obviously i was gonna needs. ask if that's what it <laughs> means <laughs> yes it's it was an interesting book i talked to you last week about uh kick-ass three ending and the <clears throat> the hole that it left in my soul and <laughs> uh, how upset i've been about that so i we went out to find something else with mark millar's name on it and found this issue one and it was uh it was really good it, there's still a lot to be learned yet but it's about a A kid I'd say maybe in his 20s or so Who's got big plans for him and his girlfriend He's going to be a multi-billionaire in so many years He's got it all laid out to a T I'm going to be one Are you? Yeah Well you'd have to be to buy that action comic You said you bought last week,
1: right? Yeah It's on eBay
0: (laughs) Right (laughs) But uh, the problem is, is His methods of obtaining that goal Are organized crime So he gets caught and thrown in jail while, in, you know, he's sentenced to a long sentence in prison and he's thinking optimistically, I'm going to get out of here. But after time passes, starts getting beaten down and <clears throat> takes a drug, a new pill off the streets called MPH that another inmate gives him. And he takes it and starts frothing at the mouth and looks like he's having a seizure to everyone around him. But in his mind, he's totally in control and everything around him is slowing down until it just completely stops, like time stops on him. It doesn't stop completely, but like one t- ten thousandth of a second passes to like every actual minute or something like that. So I'd say. it's
1: super slow. Super on, yeah. slow.
0: And like to the point, like he's standing in a hallway and the lights are on. On well, the next thing you know, they go out for 30 seconds or so. Then they come back on. Just
1: the flicker of the lights? It's the flicker of the oh fluorescent
0: lights. So the time was slowed so much that those flickers, when it goes out, would last, you know, 20, 30 seconds yeah. or so. So. But uh you know he realizes he can do that. He jumps up off the table, goes gets that bottle of pills and makes his way out of the prison and that's <laughs> where it leaves off. So I'm really intrigued. I don't know if that pill does that to everyone or if he's just a uh, unusual re- like a just um, happened to work that way for him. For him exactly. So this is one I'm definitely adding <laughs> to my poll list. I love it. Um I love everything you do Mark Millar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Make this one a movie.
0: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So check it out, MPH issue number one on the shelf right now. I'm sure issue two is probably on its way out if it's not out
1: already. But I think that just came out within a week or so ago. I think this one right here. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think because I remember seeing the something about it on maybe Facebook or something like that. But
0: well, I'm definitely uh, going to keep it on the pull list. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So what are you reading, Jeff? Oh, Jeff.
1: <laughs> Jeff. Must be on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'll do it for our comic talk this week. And with that, let's move into... Real World Heroes! Who we got this week, Jack?
1: I like it last week when... Was it Scott? Did this... (laughs) (laughs) Cut that in every episode. (laughs) You'll be part of the show forever, Scott. Tamar Bags and Chris Garcia from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And what have they done to deserve a spot on our wall of justice? They became heroes back in July 2013. It all started when Jocelyn Rojas was snatched from her grandmother's front yard, sending up police and canine units on Frantic.
0: Like a a small child.
1: Yeah, she was, as it usually happens, someone drove up Alfred ice cream. Little girl said yes. Oh, wow. So, uh... You need to bring
0: back the uh, Don't Talk to Strangers campaign. uh, Is that still around much anymore? Uh,
1: Not that I've seen. I haven't seen anything. Uh, but Tamar and Chris were helping a friend move their couch when that cop stopped by to say there was a little girl missing. So they got all their friends together and formed their own search party. And all I'm picturing is kind of like E.T. with all the kids on bikes. Oh, yes. And <laughs> running all street. over the neighborhood. But uh, yeah, the two guys, they ended up, took their bikes, searched some woods nearby, and spotted a maroon car with a white haired man and a little girl inside. So they started chasing after the car. And these kids are like, 14 somewhere around there so early early teens started chasing after the car but the guy ended up stopping kicked the girl out of the car and took off
0: no kidding
1: yep so they stopped grabbed the girl threw her i guess uh he put her on her shoulders was it tamar did and they rode back to her house and dropped her off
0: wow yep what are the odds of that happening yeah seriously that's incredible.
1: I guess the, the girl, she did get assaulted. They didn't really go into uh, what. There's know. some just disgusting yeah. monsters out there, I tell you what. Yeah, but, but thanks to these two kids. Yeah. The police never did get the, the kidnapper, so. Still out there, probably. I yeah. guess he won't go to that neighborhood with those two boys living there.
0: <laughs>
1: well, hopefully, this asshole finds himself in jail somehow. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll end up there somehow. So, Tamar Bags and Chris Garcia, you have found your way onto our wall of justice. In the
2: Hall of Heroes. So,
0: congratulations, Tamar and Chris. And Good thank job, you guys. Thank you for your great deeds. Incredible. All right. With that, let's move into our main stories for the week. And we will talk with Shannon Gretzen about the disgruntled Avenger after that. So, what's this I see about Greatest American Hero, Jack? You remember that show? I do.
1: Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. <laughs> well, the uh directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller that did the Lego movie and 21 Jump Street are rebooting the show for Fox. No kidding. Yep. Lego movie and 21 Jump Street. Now those were both very good. Yeah, funny movies too. Yes, they which were. What's this? That was supposed to it was a funny show. I don't think 80s funny wasn't as good as it is today funny. (laughs) Yeah, 80s funny is not funny today, (laughs) for sure. But yeah, uh,
0: 21 Jump Street, I was very skeptical. But after we saw it, it was really good. I still haven't seen the whole thing, but what I have seen was pretty damn funny. Yeah, you should watch it for sure. I want to see the second one. I uh, have yet to, but I'm sure it'll be as good.
1: But the original premise, uh, the show is about a high school teacher who finds a red suit in the desert after an alien encounter. The suit has spe- has special powers, but the teacher ends up immediately losing the instructions and teams up with a crazy FBI agent to fight crime. But, but because he doesn't know how to use the suit, he's a bumbling superhero, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> but the new premise, basically the same thing. Uh, Isaac, an inner city oh crap, my notes just jumped on me. Isaac, an inner city teacher, also finds a suit and loses the instructions. But will clash with a government handler who has a very different agenda. Wow! So it's kind of the same, but a little bit different, more realistic, I think. Has anyone cast been cast yet? Uh, no, it didn't say. I wonder if they're still gonna
0: if they're gonna get someone who has that uh, little orphan Annie red yeah, <laughs> red hair like <laughs> afro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> please don't. Please. But I guess. Uh, the teacher also has a Peter Parker inner conflict should he use his power to help people or help himself. Huh. Same conflict I think we all would face if we discovered we had powers. Pretty much. Yeah. I might try to do a little of both. Mm, yeah. <laughs> some for you, some for me. Mostly for some me, for I you, think. mostly for me. <laughs> Until I'm done for me, and then I'll probably throw some out there. And I might think about you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the series has received a... A put pilot commitment from Fox, meaning that the network will air the pilot episode or owe substantial monetary penalties to the studio. Oh wow! So they so this is a gamble. Isn't it's it? going to be made whether the pilot is aired, but the pilot will be made.
0: So what they'll do is they'll they'll put out a few episodes, cancel it. It'll become a cult classic.
1: In about ten years, it'll come back on Amazon Prime. it'll probably be like <laughs> that that Wonder Woman series that was supposed to come out a couple of years ago. The oh, pilot right. was actually made, but. Yeah, nobody nobody but PLBs comics ever saw it. Oh yeah, we gotta get a hold of those guys (laughs) and see if they can
0: uh, get that copy to us. I'm sure they would. They're cool. All right, anything else on that? No, lots of supers coming out on TV now. Yeah, they're really they're reviving the '80s. They really are. Full House and now the Greatest American Hero. Well, I'll be watching it.
1: Set your DVRs. Is that, did they say if it was supposed to be, like, this fall or next year? Or? Didn't say. Didn't say. Yeah, probably, it's probably just out there, so they got to actually write more of a script and stuff. Right. We'll keep you posted on the recaps. There you go. Just make sure you stay tuned
0: to this particular podcast. All right, moving on. So, anyone who's been reading Marvel knows that uh, Original Sin has one more issue, and
1: then that's over. I think that comes out, or came out this week. I think I didn't see it at the store today Maybe I don't know All no, this, oh, this coming week I see Yesterday Sorry. being
0: Wednesday yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I meant But, um, you know Since that's ending They have to have another big event To fill the fill the uh, winter months Fall and winter months So starting October 8th Is the next big thing And this this sounds kind of intriguing Avengers X-Men Axis
1: Yep you've, you've heard of this already Yeah, it's, I've, it's on my poll already Oh, really? Magneto series is tying into that one. So exactly. i got to keep it. i got to keep it. You've,
0: you've been uh,
1: very loyal to Magneto, exactly. as late, haven't you?
0: <laughs> but you're going to have to fill me in because yeah. I, I ducked out a little bit. Maybe I should jump back in. But um, I guess what's already been happening are the Avengers and the X-Men have gone to war over the Phoenix Force. And in the midst of that war, Charles Xavier was killed. So I think because of the death,
1: I've got... See, I've got. It. I wonder if it's tying in with the all new X Men because I've got. I think it you know, is. I've got a lot of reading to do then because I'm probably about eight issues behind on that one.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm sure this is probably spread out throughout different, uh, like Captain America, the X, Uncanny
1: okay, X Men. You so know, I've got the last will and testament of Charles Xavier at home.
0: Oh yeah, you do. That that must be what that that's must be from. What's coming. Yep. But uh, yeah, I guess after that, people on both sides, the X Men and Avengers, were mourning, and uh, Captain want his death to go in vain. So the Avengers or Captain America makes the Avengers Unity squad which is made up of the Avengers <laughs> and the X-Men. So there's different teams I think uh who was it was it like Havoc uh, Wolverine and Captain America are like in a
1: group and uh I don't kind remember if like other ones niche were, powers going in. Yeah. If you have this happen to you, then this guy will be able to do this, and this guy will be able to do this. Exactly. has got to be a projectile, a shield, and like a regen. There you go. <laughs> Maybe you should set these teams up.
0: <laughs> but um, I guess as far as the villain that they're going to be facing, Red Skull has returned. Yes. Somehow. He digs up Charles Xavier, cuts his brain out of his head, and figures out how to take his powers. So now Red Skull is the most powerful telepath. Oh, God. In the world, right, and there are other dark, like alien threats, I think, coming to destroy the planet. But uh, so there's going to be a whole lot of things happening. They're going to have to rise against the odds and, uh, you know, save the Earth. But uh, it says that he, Red Skull, took Genosha, and has turned it into kind of like a, a stronghold, his own stronghold, and like kind of like a penitentiary. And I guess there are mutants siding with him. I, th- I think in the quick glimpse I saw, I saw Magneto siding with him. It sounds about oh, yeah, right. The but, Mystique
1: is there, I know. Uh,
0: right. I mean, I don't see how people. else he's getting uh, Genosha without Magneto, right? I mean, oh uh, yeah, that's his place. <laughs> right. That's that's all thus far been put out, and now with this new series starting October eighth, is the big war with Red Skull. Hmm. So I'm really excited to see it. But like you said, there are uh, what are they called? March 2. March 2 Axis is what they're calling them. But yeah, the war starts October 8th, and the March 2 Axis, like you were talking about earlier on Magneto, is already starting. You can check that out in the Magneto series, The Uncanny Avengers, Loki, Agent of Asgard, and Captain America. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So Scott Markley's written agent, agent of Asgard. Oh yeah, he is. That trade. It's so a on.
0: reoccurring name in this episode. Yeah. Scott Markley. <laughs> righty, so yeah, October eighth put it on your poll list Avengers X-Men Axis. I think it'll be interesting.
1: I don't think I'm gonna go quite as deep into it as I did with original sin. I went too deep no. yeah, I had too many original sin books in it Ugh, it's
0: just um, too much well, yeah, there was everyone's side story then there was original sins and uh, yeah yep. Yeah, I, I made that mistake. Not that it was a big mistake, but like with Planet Hulk, I've got so many different <laughs> spin-offs, like Gamma Corps and all. Like, uh, What else was there? Some of them were good. Like the Ghost Rider one was fantastic. I've only got the first issue of that, but um, you know, most of them were very expendable. And after that, I was like, I'm not going to dig so deep into these oh, yeah. big events. I'll just read the core, and if any particular character has anything intriguing, I want to know, then I'll buy them.
1: But The Maddie Avengers. Uh, original sin. Ugh. No good? No, it was too much in the middle of the story, just going back to what happened, I guess. Right. And the Deadpool one. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> not to knock anyone that reads Deadpool. I mean, he's funny, but that's just not a book for me.
0: Me neither. And like you said, nothing against the character. I think he is a good character. Yeah. He's definitely funny, and God knows he's popular as all yeah. get out. Yeah. But um yeah i it was something i could never really get into but i if there was a movie i'd still definitely go oh, see oh yeah it definitely, for sure yep. i'm sure and it'd be good too so all right yeah you have that to look forward to boohoo now, the last thing I have is on Jurassic World, the fourth installment of the Jurassic Park series. Now, this has been in talks for some time, and there was a a script written, I don't know, like a year or two ago. I, I think we had, maybe we talked about it on the show a long time back. I think we, yeah, I think we did. Where there was a plot where uh, they go back to the island and find that some corporation had broken there, stole the research, and was making dinosaur human hybrids, like walking upright yeah, velociraptors right. that talk and stuff. <clears throat> and the concept art looked a lot like the Goombas they had in the Mario movie. <laughs> God. I mean, not so bulky in the chest, of course, but uh teeny tiny heads. Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever wonder in the Mario movie how they decided to go with that over like a little turtle Koopa? I have no little, idea. Like, I don't... Well, we'll get into that some <laughs> other time, because the mind could wonder for a long no. time on that. But, um... Yeah, they scrapped that, thank God, because that would have just been a huge nail in the coffin on that on that franchise. The new plot is set to happen just over two decades after the original events at Jurassic Park, so real time. I, mean, I was going to say, that's like 20, pretty much
1: this year. <laughs> yeah, well, next
0: year will be 22 years, and that's when yeah. it's scheduled to come out. But... uh The island, uh, I don't know if I'll pronounce this right, Isla Nublar, has finally become the site of a successful theme park called Jurassic World, and it's been open for some time now, in the lapse of the third movie Mm -hmm. to now, and uh, it's been open for a while, and sales are going down, attendance is dropping, so they decide, we need to get a bigger, meaner, more vicious dinosaur in here to get people back, and... You can kind of guess what happens from there. That things go wrong, the the thing will start the killing people. Dinosaur, yeah. Right. I'm really excited to see this though. The, like the actual opened Jurassic Park theme park. Mm-hmm. We never really got to see that. So I'm they have concept art too of the island out now and uh, like a back off view of the
1: resort which looks pretty cool. Hey, The only thing we ever saw in the first movie was just I guess it was more behind the scenes like at the zoo type thing behind the scenes of the zoo of right, exhibits right
0: you didn't get to see the full uh, effect of the the theme park up in operation right and uh, this, the Lost World wasn't that great I mean the whole T-Rex in what was it Los Angeles mm-hmm. running around I mean not that it was like a crazy idea Because, I mean If if there were An island of dinosaurs You know people Would be bringing them To the, to the United States yeah. For sure So it wasn't that great And the third one Wasn't that great either Not that I didn't like it But I'm really excited For this one And I've I always been Guessing, wondering How far along is production Or is this even Going to be made They just finished shooting August 5th So everything's shot
1: It's going to be A bunch of CG
0: No, they're, they're using uh, Puppets still, I think Oh, a lot really? Of the original puppets Because... All of those, like the T-Rex even, was a built puppet in that original movie. I mean, obviously, yeah, CG work, they did put CG work in there, but that's why they look so good, because they are real puppets. And if you go on YouTube, you can find Hmm. videos of them building and assembling the T-Rex and the Velociraptors and how they shot it. And it's incredible, because those graphics still hold up to this day. Hands down. I didn't know that.
1: I thought it was all CG back then.
0: No. I mean, there was a lot. Like the the Brontosaurus at the very beginning. The first dinosaur that Grant and Ellie see, Oh, yeah, yeah. That obviously that
1: was. That scene way out in the pasture. Or, right. Um, yeah, sure. Of course that one
0: is. But, um, yeah, graphics are still phenomenal in that. But Chris Pratt is the main role in this movie.
1: What? Yep, Star oh, Lord. Lord.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I was excited to hear that. Um... But director Colin uh, Trevorrow commemorates the late Richard Attenborough in this movie. With a statue There's going to be a statue nice. Of John Hammond At the park Nice Yeah I thought That so cool. was very nice And who knows What they'll do with that too After the movie comes out You know that movie prop Put it somewhere I don't know where they put it But uh They'll
1: probably throw it down Like uh Disney World or something At some like Jurassic Park Universal Studios Yeah Universal they've, yeah. they've got
0: that I actually went to that Theme park Did years you? ago It was fun man <laughs> I mean there was only A couple things to do Like you go in the Welcome Center And watch eggs Hatch And you could uh Uh, There was like a trainer standing there With a triceratops that was moving around Talking but the water ride That was crazy I mean at first it's just kind of boring But at the end of it you're Looking in the mouth of a T-Rex Screaming at the top of his lungs At you (laughs) right before your boat drops It's it was intense I gotta go down and
1: get some of that thrill stuff It was fun
0: we were talking about Trying to go there this winter but I don't know that it'll happen Anyway (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Goldblum in it they bringing back him? Uh, that has not been said yet. I've Probably not. But, uh, yeah, after The Lost World, I'm pretty sure they're probably keeping him out of it. I was going to ask if Newman was
1: going to be in it, but he died.
0: Oh, yeah, he, he's uh, dead. Uh-huh. It's coming out June 12th of 2015. So we're going to have a... Good grief. That's right around with uh, Avengers and... We're going to be broke next June. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. okay, though. I'm, I, I'm excited for it. I'm such a Jurassic Park fan. And uh, yeah, I can't hardly wait So check it out we'll probably, I've got the actual movie, some of the movie posters Have been released and that concept mm-hmm. art And even a picture of the John, John Hammond statue So I'll send that to you and put that on the website Okay, cool Alright, so I think that's going to do it for our stories So now we're going to cut over To our interview we had With Shannon Gretson of the Disgruntled Avenger And uh, talk to him About that book a little bit So let's cut over We're joined today by Shannon Gretzen, the author of The Disgruntled Avenger. Thanks for being with us, Shannon. Oh, thank
2: you for having me on.
0: And also, thanks for sending us uh, copies of the book to read. It was very enjoyable. And I got to say, there's really nothing like this out there that I've seen. Well, uh,
2: thank you very much. I'm a, I'm a strange person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only explanation that I have. Well, I've heard you almost have to be sometimes
0: to write good stories, don't you? Look at Stephen King. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is weird. <laughs> not saying you are. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I, I'm saying I am. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie about
2: it. I don't know. All right. So where did the idea for the uh, disgruntled avenger come from? Ah. Uh, um. Well, it started all the way back in 1998. I was working kind of a dead end job, and I decided I was going to send uh, submissions out to different comic book companies. And this was back when you could just mail people stuff. So I put a submission package together. And uh, one night I just had this random idea about a guy who has a mental breakdown, puts a paper bag over his head and uh, decides to save the world. And uh, it it looked, I I thought it was pretty cool. So I started sending it out to different companies along with my submission package. And I actually got picked up by a publisher in uh, Yakima, Washington. They were moving to Las Vegas, and uh, the publisher picked it up for a four-part miniseries, and I sent out the first two issues and didn't hear anything back. So I called my editor uh, on the phone, try to find out what was going on, and it turned out that uh, Diamond Distributors uh, rejected the uh, rejected the book. They said, hey, uh, good art and decent story, but wasn't Marvel Comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, at least that's the story I was told. the uh, The publisher went out of business very shortly thereafter. So I'm not quite I'm not quite sure what what actually happened there. They got what they deserved. That's what happened. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just uh, you know, like uh, like Bob in the book, I had a mental collapse, and I said, you know, by hell or high water, this thing's getting published. Right. And uh, so I started looking to printers, and I've been self publishing ever since. the uh, The 105th issue will be out. In October And uh, it'll be available on DriveThroughComics.com.
0: One thing I love about this character Is that everyone can relate to him And all the comedy aside This is what people deal with in their mind You know, every day Yeah And uh, his uh, How do I want to say this His, um his goal is a superhero To bring down the things Save people from The things they don't even know They need saved from Like uh, social media Or just being so caught up In new and current trends That they're not uh, You know Focusing yeah. on
2: where we came from Who we are Where mankind is going
1: Healthy uh, food
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it's I mean I, I think on the comic book shelf It's probably closer to uh, Robert Crumb Or uh, Spain Rodriguez's Trash Man Than it's Marvel comics But uh yeah, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's partially autobiographical, and it's just, I, I don't, one of the things I, I've never understood is I've never understood uh, how a superhero would actually work. I mean, how is it that you can be in your own solo book and still be in these three other teams, you know, be part of the Avengers and still have the solo book and still have this, right. a day job and, you know, a personal life and all this, it, it, it it doesn't work when you start actually thinking about it. and that's part of, I think, the comedy here, is it doesn't actually work, and what are you supposed to save the world from? I mean, you know, it, exactly. and, and uh, so it, it, it ended up being more uh, social commentary than, uh, than anything else.
0: Well, it was a great read. We got to read Issue 1, and then you had sent us, I think it was like 102... 101 to 103, I think it was. Something like that, right. So, one thing that we noticed was a uh, reoccurring uh, theme of... Uh, the toilet
2: (laughs) (laughs) is there a reason for that uh not really i I think this year i just decided as a joke i kind of ended up um there's yeah i'm doing this strength avenger but there's a couple other books and a couple other things i'm working on uh i've also been doing work with uh david brown from uh fifth dimension comics okay And, and uh and we have a book that we're working on called chuler and chuler we're we're Still uh, trying to decide whether we're going to do a Kickstarter or we're kind of talking to one or two publishers about trying to figure out how to get it out there. Because I have other things going on, other projects, I ended up having to draw uh, all this, all four issues right around the same time. So they were done this winter and I, I, you know, the book comes out four times a year so I had to draw all four issues for this year. And I just decided as um, a weird joke, I'm gonna start every single issue this year with the toilet scene. Uh, it, it was just spur of the moment, you know. Uh, a lot of what I do is uh, sort of stream of conscious uh, Robert Crumb kind of comics or whatever, just one of those things I have. <laughs> Where do you pick up the, uh, the art style from? Some of it's my own strangeness, but I, but I guess I like Robert Crumb and I like Mobius and Jack Kirby and Eric Larson. And uh, I think part of the inspiration of the book was just you know I was I, I was doing kind of on uh, one hand I, be, I I was doing these kind of 1960s kind of underground Robert Crumb inspired kind of stream of conscious comics, but then on the other hand I was doing superhero stuff and and, and re, or really cartoony stuff, and so uh, this was just something right down the middle. And uh, I, I can't you know it, I mean the the chore book that I'm doing with David Brown's more of a superhero-type book, but still, for you know, whatever I draw, I, seem, I, I just trade this thing along with me. I, I don't know what it is, for better or for worse. It's, it's part of my DNA.
0: It's good, and when I first saw it, I was like, there's something about that I can't put my finger on, like yes. I had seen it <laughs> yep. somewhere before, and I, it was uh, really intriguing to me. I really liked it. Now, you said that Siddha uh, originally was picked up as a four-part miniseries, and you're now on issue, like, 100 and what? 105 so how did it go from a four-part issue to 105
2: issues later i had when the when the publisher picked it up i had no plans i mean this was like six page thing that i had drawn and i i didn't know where i was going with it. i had no plans to really make a comp it was just the latest thing i did i thought it, it looked cool so i thought i'd send it out there and so when the publisher picked it up uh, he wanted to do a four-part miniseries you know I, I, a lot of publishers do that because frankly if the book doesn't work out well you're pretty much done with publishing it already if you, you know right right so uh you know and and I just uh, I just ran with it one once I started self-publishing I just ran with it um, I, I you know, I thought it was good, and uh, I, I just I just went with it. So, very nice. Well, I mean, you must be doing something, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, still going. Jeez.
0: Oh, well, I'm 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 trying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get to take
2: the uh, disgruntled avenger out to cons and stuff? I just went to uh, Chicago uh, last week. I was only down there for a day. I, you know, and it's actually been quite a few years since I've been down there. It, it's uh, it's hard to be uh and I think anybody who self-publishes knows this it's hard to be a self-publisher and you know you still have a day job and uh you know you're trying to have a regular life and uh yeah so I I, you know it would be it would be awesome to get down to Chicago Like every year And and Or to other cons Or whatever But uh, frankly uh, You know Last week That was the first time I've been to a con I was trying to think about How long it's been It's been almost I think it's been almost Like 10 years Oh wow so you, you, Since you've been to a con Or Since I've been to a comics con Yeah Gotcha Change a little bit It it changed it, from every year that i've been there it's always been a little bit different i mean the last time i was there they had the artist alley was so big that they actually opened up uh parts of uh, the rosemont convention center that they've never opened up before so they could place the artist uh this year was was actually it, it was actually kind of small this i i felt it was kind of small this year and uh yeah, there's a lot of other vents and other things going on at different parts of the building and some of it was interesting, some of it didn't really appeal to me, but it was a lot of it was stuff you kinda had to pay for to get in or whatever. Oh gotcha. Yeah. But I mean circuits aren't cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, every I mean I think every time I've been there, uh it's just been a different experience. I mean, one year I went there and they, they give you that bag at the front door for if people have freebies or whatever right you know and uh i i mean uh, one year i went there and that bag was just absolutely stuffed with with, with like free comics you know it's kind of interesting too i have one book around that i swear was inked with a ballpoint pen and i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i must have like brushed up with with uh a, 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 like a serial killer or something um, <laughs> it's uh it's uh, the, it's the most frightening, strange thing I've, I've ever seen. Really, what's it called? The, I, I honestly, I don't remember the name of the book. And uh, and just to be a, a polite person, I don't think I should name the, name of the book. <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, fair enough. It, it was it, it was sort of a, a religious thing. And I I just, I I don't know who out there was, I mean, it's something, you know, like that would be published out of Waco, Texas or something strange. It it, it was, it it was really bizarre. But but I had fun. It was a good time. You also have a, was it a graphic novel too? Uh, I have a graphic novel uh, called Completely Inaccurate that's uh, very loosely based on uh, Joshua Emperor, or uh, Joshua Norton, uh, Emperor Norton the uh, First. He was a, uh, a real person, and uh, he, uh, shortly after the Civil War, he uh, he went insane and thought that he was emperor of the united states of america Oh wow. and he, he uh he met mark twain and uh people in san francisco treated this guy like he was an actual emperor i mean just all this amazing stuff there's actually a pseudo religion called discordia that actually worshiped this guy as a patron saint i mean just strange interesting stuff and and i did this comic as a weekly improv so every week i would i would draw like four or five pages, a tiny little sketchbook, and uh, that if if I didn't know where to go with the improv, I would, I, would, I would look up Joshua Norton and kind of go back to his history.
1: Was that up as a webcomic, or...?
2: it was done as a web comic originally it was originally uh up on actually i just i just put it up on my facebook page uh and then a couple of years ago i i went out and i put it up on amazon and uh it's also available on barnes and noble very nice thank you so where can our listeners get copies of the disgruntled avenger uh, there's a couple of places. Uh, DriveThruComics.com. Also, IndiePlanet.com. That's for a print copy. Uh, I'm trying to get the books up on Comicsology, though that's, that kind of takes a while to get books up there. That's what we've heard. Yeah. yeah 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 uh i, I the first issue is available there and, and i think it took me about six months to actually get the first issue up there holy cow yeah they yeah it's, yeah yeah and i got a couple other things that are submitted to him for disgruntled avenger but it might take a while that alulu.com has quite a few books too um I, and and you know i i got the one of the problems with having so many comp books out is that back in the day you just you sent copies off to the printer. So the thing is, I have a lot of back issues that, that I have on my person that, that are available through me, but they're not up on the internet or whatever. And then, you, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of in the process right now of trying to scan some of this stuff in and get it formatted to proper PDF so I can get it up uh, uh, on the web or, or on Comixology or all that, but uh, that's a time-consuming process. That's actually what I've been like doing. That. Yeah, that's actually what I've been doing this weekend, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's challenging when you go and you look at a cover that was drawn in 1999, and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, and... Uh, due to the technology back then you know you you would go and you color stuff and uh, you know I, I, I'll, I'll freely admit the first disgruntled Adventure cover was was color with markers I got at a dollar store. No kidding. No kidding, yeah. And uh, so you scan this stuff in modern day, and, uh, you know, everything's so much better now that you actually have to kind of, uh, you have to figure out how to restore it and make it look good to a modern audience. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that's not <laughs> the easiest of tasks. But you did a good job. I love the cover on uh, the first uh, issue of The Disgruntled Avenger. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Well, I thanks.
2: It. Yeah, I, I, just, uh, I, I just got uh, issue number two scanned this weekend. I'm working on issue number three right now, so... Hopefully those nice. will be up and available soon. Well, I can't wait to
0: see them. And, uh, Shannon, we'll put all those links to your Facebook and your websites up on our website as, too. That way we can uh, help the listeners get over there and check out the run on Avenger. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you, Shannon, for being on with us today, and uh, keep in touch with us, all right? All right. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. All right. Beep. All right, and that was our interview with Shannon Gretson of the Disgruntled Avenger. And we want to thank him again for taking the time to be on the show to talk about his books, and um, also for sending us the copies of the books to read. That's very generous when those artists send us those copies to. And the big the trade too, we gotta get reading on that. One. Yeah, we got so much reading to do, and I There's love it. It's a yeah,
1: great problem to have. I'm, I used to never <laughs> read. And now that's all I do I know
0: <laughs> I, I, was, I went through phases with comics I'd read religiously for a while And then I'd just get bored And put them away for a couple of years And then get back into it And that's, that's when this podcast <laughs> I think we both started reading yeah. about the same time like, We gotta do that podcast Alright, anyway That's gonna do it for this week um, Don't forget to go to our website And check out everything on there Jack, what do we got?
1: Show recaps Trailers Pictures the Gand Game Store, comic book store, and movie store.
0: Yes, you can go to our website and read all the comics we've been talking about, and then some. You can buy about anything you think of on there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much anything. Uh, especially the the reviews of the books that we do. There's exactly. a link on the right side that says "Gand Picks," I think it is, and that's a lot of the books that we reviewed. Some are hard copy, some are digital, but check them out. Get them.
0: All right, and uh, you can also check out uh, Shannon Gretson's this Avenger work. Jack will have that all up on there. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and leave us uh, some reviews on iTunes. We love hearing what you people think.
1: So like us on Facebook yes do like us on facebook
0: and uh, like we mentioned earlier we are going to be at the cincinnati comic expo on september 20th the expo runs from the 19th to the 21st friday saturday and sunday at the duke energy convention center we are going to be there walking around uh, talking to cosplayers checking out the exhibits if you see us come up to us and say hey we'll get a recording with you and get you on the show or something so until next time I am Jeremy Collie, I'm Jack
1: Naughty, and we will see you all next week. Later. Boy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: was another great episode of canned air huh timmy let's go outside all right hey kids oh my god who's that it's
1: creeper the worst gi joe character ever made that's right i heard you guys were gonna go outside why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get some scoop on past episodes see movie trailers and go to the canned air game store video store and comic book store yay with candidatepodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know, and knowing is half the battle. Joe. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!